17 of Chelsea Disgrace podcast. 17 episodes so far, and I still have so many vagina jokes to come. <laughs> Get it? So, okay, episode 17. Uh, today I'm going to talk about my very first Comic Con experience, and I've only sort of recently uh, discovered the world of comic books, and um, I'm slowly realizing that I'm a huge fucking nerd, and I much rather sit at home and read my books than you know have to put pants on, leave my house, and actually go converse with people because that sounds fucking terrible, but. Anyway, um, a couple months ago um, was free comic book day, and it was probably the hottest day of the year so far, but there was no way I was missing out on that, so I waddled my fat ass up to the comic book shop, and it was so fucking smelly in there, like all these nerds just going through puberty, getting boners, and sweating all over how good the deals were on their favorite books, and... Don't get me wrong, I'm totally one of those nerds too, but um, I found a graphic novel called Sex, The Summer of Hard, and I really didn't need to know anything else about it. I just was like, yep, I want this. So I uh, went in line to buy it, which was full of kids and young boys, so I obviously fit right in there. And um, when I got to the counter, I realized they were taking an inventory of whatever they sold that day. So they had to call out the name of each book that they were um, selling so someone could write it down. So I'm up there and the lady was like, sex, the summer of hard. And I'm all like, oh, what? No, that's, that's not for me. No. And I'm pretty sure like every parent in line was judging me, but fuck it. It had a penis and a vagina cartoon in it. So it was fucking cool. So yeah, let's get right into this. Um, my first Comic-Con experience. So uh, me and three friends drove up to Niagara Falls for Comic-Con and finally a place where you can dress like whatever the fuck you want and be considered cool. In fact, uh, if you don't dress up, then you look like a fucking idiot. If you stroll into one of these events wearing something like from American Apparel, then you'll probably get like beat the fuck up by a gang of hobbits. And oh my god, how awesome would that be if that actually happened? So like, I'm picturing it in my head. So like, say Comic-Con's in town, and there's people in costume everywhere, and everybody's there. Like, you have your Batmans, your Stormtroopers, your Harley Quinns, Thors, Wonder Woman, Daleks, Frodo, Superman, Jokers, Deadpool, Zeldas, Harry Potters, Iron Man, Captain America, Sailor Moons, Darth Vader, Darth Mauls, Poison Ivies, Jessica Rabbits, Ninja Turtles... <gasps> Ghostbusters, Robins, Spider-Man, Supergirls, Hulks, Zombies, Willy Wonkas, Jack Skeletons, Riddlers, your Super Marios, and, of course, that one obnoxious guy who shows up in just a plain morph suit. Any character you can find in any comic book, any video game, or any sci-fi movie, and you'll find them at Comic-Con. Okay, so back to my fight scene fantasy. Okay, so all these characters are there. It's Comic-Con. Everybody's having a good time when a douchey crew of bros walks into the place. If you aren't sure what a bro is, a bro is a guy who wears board shorts and polo shirts with the collar popped up all Dracula-like, and their sole mission in life is to look for exciting situations so they can yell, Ayo! and chug a beer from a red solo cup. 
but they spill most of their beer on their polo shirt, resulting in the need to buy more polo shirts. Okay, so a bunch of bros walk into Comic-Con and they're looking like they're about to drop the next hottest boy band single when all of a sudden they stop and yell, y'all a bunch of freaks in costumes who can't get laid, ayo, and then the entire place goes silent and everyone turns their attention to the band of bros as they all turn to each other and break out into frenzies of fist bumps and high fives. Then, a dude dressed like the Hulk slowly walks up to the douche crew and goes, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> oh yeah? What are you going to do about it, nerd? Then Hawkeye starts breathing real heavy, like... <sighs> like, puffing out his chest, and he says, You've just pissed off the wrong nerd. Avengers, assemble! Then out of nowhere, Iron Man jumps down from the second floor, right in the middle of the douche crew, picks one up by the collar, and throws him out the window. Then Captain America comes in, charging, puts out his shield, and uses it to push another bro into a garbage can. Then he picks up the garbage can over his head, and he's like... Time to take out the trash. Then in comes Thor, wheeling around his hammer, knocking another bro unconscious. Then everyone breaks out into a full-out brawl. Characters from all realms, planets, and crime-fighting groups close in on the bros and begin knocking them out one by one. Till there's one left. The King Douche. Stop, screams Hawkeye. This one's mine. And he lifts his fist as King Douche looks up, quivering. Please, bro, I was just kidding, man. You're not a nerd. Let's just bong a beer and forget this ever happened. Then Hawkeye laughs and is like, Ha ha ha, nice try. Hulk smash! And then he uses both his fists to punch King Douche on either side of his head, make him drop to the floor. Then all the nerds raise their weapons made of cardboard and paper mache in the air, and they rejoice in their triumphant defeat against the uprising of the worst breed of man. Hip hip hooray! So, yeah, like I was saying... Cool costumes everywhere. I've decided to go as my favorite comic book character who no one knows. Her name is Adam Eve, and she's fucking cool because she can manipulate atoms and molecules and all kinds of shit in order to turn anything into anything she wants. And I feel like if I actually had that power, I'd use it to turn, like, vegetables into corn dogs or other varieties of meats with a coating of deep-fried breading instead of using it for things like, oh, I don't know, like turning dirt into clean water or something so she wears a pink spandex unitard which i had a pickle of a time finding because thankfully the lady gaga fashion phase is over and people are dressing like normal human beings again so uh, instead i decided just to make the whole outfit from scratch which was kind of a stupid idea because there are about 45 things that could possibly go wrong uh, with it so for example I bought a long pink tank top and I just sewed some buttons on the bottom that did up in my crotch. And I had to be super careful because I sewed these things on myself, guys, like me. The girl who can't even seem to remember to zip up her pants before leaving the house. So if at any time during the day one of these buttons were to fall off or in my case more likely to melt off from the steam heat coming from my fiery vagina the damn thing would be on display for all to see and there was no chance I was wearing underwear with that outfit due to the fact that like if I did you could see all my fat hanging over my waistband it was like all the fat in my body had just collected in that one spot. It was like that little tray that comes with your George Foreman grill that collects all the fat drippings from your meat 
So yeah, no underpants on. And I'm sure probably about 78% of the guys at Comic-Con have never seen a vagina before. So there's no doubt I'd be roped off and people would be charged a fee to come look at me. Like, come one, come all for the unveiling of the mythical vagina beast. And also due to the no underpants fact, um, there was this very critical, very real threat of acquiring third degree ass vagina vagina sweat stains on my costume uh lucky for me it's actually a bit chilly out like due to the wind however the wind caused my cape to fly up and my cape was the only thing covering the fact that half of my golf ball ass was sticking out and in case you're wondering i compare my ass to a golf ball because it has about like 500 divots in it i'm assuming one for every burrito i've eaten thankfully i survived the entire day without flashing my vagina or having it sweat through my clothes. And my razor burn was also kept to a minimum. And also, I only found two stray pubes sticking out of my costume. Also, my friend was kind enough to stand behind me all day in order to protect people's eyes from my ass. And also, my friends look super wicked in their costumes too, so shout out to them. I spent a week on my costume making sure my labias weren't going to pop out like habeas, and nobody knew who I was. My one friend went as a Sims character by wearing a green diamond on his head, and everybody freaked the fuck out, but it was pretty awesome, and I can't even be mad. My other friend went as sexy hipster Frodo, which almost turned me into a lesbian because her boobs look phenomenal in it, which I was thankful for because it took the attention away from my droopy ass that looks like a basset hound's face. My other friend went as Jim Carrey's character from Liar Liar, um, the scene where he's actually struggling to state that the blue pen he was holding was red. And he ends up writing the word blue all over his face. And I absolutely loved his costume because it was actually kind of weird to see one of my friends with um, something all over their face that wasn't food or cum. I think my favorite part about wearing our costumes was when we uh, went to IHOP with them on to eat breakfast. And all the old ladies were giving me dirty looks, almost as if they were like afraid of me and my revealing costume. Um, in my mind, old white woman only look at two groups of people with that amount of fear in their eyes. Black men and slutty women. And this is my theory. It's because old people are going to die soon, right? And they're scared. Like, they're scared of the things that they still want to do in life, but may not have the time to do before they croak. So all white women want a big black dick inside of them at some point, you know, just to prove themselves that they can handle it. And all white women want to act like a trampy slut. So in my mind, that's why these old ladies looked at me in that weird way. Either that or they have resting bitch face. But... Anywho, it was a really good day that day because uh, I got to meet Alfonso Ribeiro, better known as Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and he smelled really good. And also, I was declared as an official Goonie as Sean Astin led a group of us reciting the Goonies Oath. I will never betray my goondock friends. We will stick together until the whole world ends. Through heaven and hell and nuclear war... Good pals like us will stick like tar. In the city or the country or the forest or the boonies, I am proudly declared a fellow goonie. So that was pretty fucking cool. And also, Sean Astin smelled really good, too. Um, then I got to meet Ryan Hurst, who plays Opie in Sons of Anarchy. And holy hell, I was nervous. I wasn't so much nervous because I wasn't really sure what to say to him. I was more nervous that I'd get so 
fucking horny at the sight of him that my lady juices would just seep through my spandex. Uh, luckily, that didn't happen, but he also smelled really nice. Um, I'm just going to assume that all celebrities just smell really nice. And I kind of wonder how they do it because, like, I spray on perfume in the morning. Then by noon, my armpits smell like chlorine and my crotch smells like sour cream. Could be because I buy my perfume at the same place I buy my underpants, tampons, and pregnancy tests, which is at Dollarama. Or it could be just that I'm really fucking gross. Probably the second one. But anyway, Comic-Con, super fun. So much cool shit you can buy there. It's like a brothel for nerds. Just like the place probably has to be scrubbed down after, you know, just to get rid of all the geek drool and jizz. It's fucking awesome. Aside uh, from the actual Comic-Con, I had such a blast that weekend just exploring Niagara Falls with my friends. Um, We decided to take a ride on the uh, Ferris wheel. Now, I'm kind of a, a baby when it comes to heights, but then I remembered the scene in The Notebook when Risley, uh, Ryan Gosling climbs up the Ferris wheel with the greatest of ease, and he refuses to get down until Rachel McAdams agrees to go out with him. And I thought, well, like, I don't know, maybe that would happen to me. Probably not, though, but if it did, I imagine it would probably happen something like a really handsome man is walking around being all handsome and manly, like handsome men do, and then some random fireworks just start going off, and it draws his attention to the sky where he sees me. And I'm riding the Ferris wheel, and my hair is, like, gently blowing in the breeze, the fireworks shedding light on my dainty lady face, and then we lock eyes which is impossible when you're that far away from someone, but I don't know, maybe we have binoculars or something for some reason. It's my fantasy, so whatever. So then he'll be all like, oh my God, I have to meet this girl. And instead of just waiting four minutes for the ride to come to an end like a normal person, he'll just be like, stop the ride. And he's just so good looking that people just do whatever he says. So the ride stops and I'm at the very top and then he'll jump up, Grab on the Ferris wheel, pulling himself up. He starts climbing it, coming closer and closer toward me. When he's about a foot away, I'll extend my arm, pulling him up toward me, coming face to face with my destiny. And then we'll look at each other. He'll tilt his head and probably say something like, Oh, E. Yeah, yeah, you, uh, you looked a lot different when I was standing on the ground far, far away. Uh, you're, you're a lovely girl, don't get me wrong. Um... I just, I just, uh, I don't think it's going to work. I'm really busy with uh, my job and I'm just getting out of a serious relationship. But hey, enjoy your ride. Take care. Have a good weekend. And then he's gone. Oddly enough, no manly men end up climbing the Ferris wheel at night. But I did have a very memorable ride I'd like to share with you. So, okay, this Ferris wheel was a bit of a modern day one where the seats are like little enclosed fancy glass cases with uh, benches inside. Um, So my friends and I pile in and about halfway uh, through the ride, I'm feeling a little claustrophobic. So I just needed a bit of a distraction to prevent myself from prying the doors open and jumping to my death. So I figured the best way to finish out this ride would obviously be to moon the crowd of people waiting in line for the next ride. So we're at the very top when I just lift up my dress like the classy bitch I am, revealing my dollar store underpants that I pulled up high, make him look like a thumb, and I push my flat white ass up against the door. 
And as we start moving down towards the crowd, I'm thinking this is probably what it looks like if you filled a glass bowl with cottage cheese or like if you smashed a brick of feta against a window. I probably made at least six people vomit that night, but hey, that's their problem. So here we went past the crowd with my ass exposed for all to see. And I was in luck because there was a gaggle of teenage boys standing in line who saw me. They started pointing, laughing, getting all excited, then probably turned gay. The next time around, the ride was finished and we got off where the boys whose poor eyes I violated gave me cheers, claps, and they motioned little hearts toward me with their hands. And I felt so fucking cool, like cool as shit, man. And I realized my mom was wrong when she said that showing boys your private parts doesn't make you popular. I also ate um, beaver tail for my first time that weekend. And no, I don't mean I ate beaver tail as in I picked up a lesbian and carpet munched her like a violent vacuum. Beaver tail as in the place that served you long pieces of deep fried dough with whatever the fuck you want on it. I mean, it's so simple, but I went to town on that thing like I was a dying child and the Make-A-Wish Foundation granted me my wish of motorboating Pam Anderson's titties. Like, that piece of dough was so fucking delicious. Had some sort of cream on it, like cookie crumble, chocolate and shit. It's not even fair. So uh, we visited the wax museum where I found Harry Potter and I figured this was the closest I'd probably ever get to the real one. So I climbed over the protective wall and I violated his dick with my hands and my mouth and my friend did the same to Cher's titties. And, um, oh, going back to violating dicks with mouths real quick, that weekend was also the first time I put five guys in my mouth. And oh my God, what an experience. I mean, it was really hard because I couldn't stretch my mouth wide enough at first and my jaw kept locking, but it was so worth it because it was so juicy. I had stuff dripping all down my face and I didn't even care. I didn't want it to stop. I just kept shoving five guys in my mouth. And I'm obviously referring to five guys burgers and fries because it's hard enough finding one guy to enter my mouth let alone five guys at once but yeah holy shit what a delicious hamburger experience that was i'll definitely be going back and of course no trip is complete without scaring the shit out of my friends with my big purple butt plug which had been featured in previous episodes so i packed it with my things right next to my toothbrush and i snug it into my hotel room and then i went into the bathroom and put the fucker on the toilet hoping it would pique some interest and maybe turn into a kinky orgy but it did not and that's okay because sometimes good clean fun is all you need so when we left the hotel um, for the day, I, I did leave it on the head of the bed for the housekeeper to see, though, and maybe it turned into a kinky orgy for her and the other housekeepers. I don't know. Probably not, though, because when we returned, it was in the exact same place and it didn't smell like shit. But yeah, I had such a freaking blast that weekend. I can't wait to go to my next Comic-Con. There's one actually coming up here in my city in Windsor, Ontario. I'm still trying to think about what my next costume will be. Um, I'm thinking something a little less vagina-y, maybe cover up a bit more. I don't know. Is there a superhero that wears like a burqa? 
I'm sure there is. Or maybe I'll just uh, be one of those assholes who wears the morph suit. Have to ask around, see if anyone's already planning on that. But I could always create my own superhero. Like, she's awkward. She's unproportioned. She's more covered up than Stevie Wonder's eyes. She's self-conscious girl. And my superhero power could be something like standing next to girls to make them look more attractive to men because, you know, that's what I do. I'm here to make you feel better about yourself. One Chelsea Grace problem at a time. Thanks again for listening, guys. And hey, uh, if you have any cool ideas for my next Comic-Con costume, I'd love to hear them. So email me at chelseadisgrace at gmail.com. And until episode 18, I bid you farewell. See ya. I'm so-